2023 was the year of the soft landing in the global economy and markets. 2024 is shaping up as the year for rate cuts in the largest economies. But it won't be one size fits all. In our special penultimate episode of the year, our 101st, we pick out five things for 2024, starting with the potential for a pickup in economic growth in Australia in the second half of 2024, as ANZ's Head of Australian Economics, Adam Boyton, explains. One difference between Australia and the rest of the world is we know we've got this fiscal easing or these tax cuts coming on the 1st of July, and so there will be a policy easing in Australia around the middle of the year. It'll just be a fiscal policy one, whereas in some other economies, we might be getting a monetary policy or an interest rate easing around that same time. But first in 5 and 5 with ANZ, monetary and fiscal policy dominates the outlook for Australia's economy in 2024, with a tax cut in July and a rate cut in November set to add fuel in the second half, as Adam Boyton points out. There's a big tax cut coming on the 1st of July. We think that that will lift growth and economic activity in the second half of next year. I also think we'll get a bit more of a discretionary fiscal easing on top of that tax cut in the May budget. I think the government will be keen to assist lower-income households that might not benefit from those tax cuts. So if I think about policy next year, it will be a really big driver of the economy, fiscal policy around the middle of the year. And then as inflation cools and comes back to within the Reserve Bank's target band, at least on a quarterly basis, we expect to see the first interest rate cut from the Reserve Bank in November 2024. Number two, 2023 was the year of the soft landing with low unemployment. ANZ Australia senior economist Catherine Birch sees Australia's labour market remaining relatively resilient through into 2024 with many employers thinking more about hoarding rather than reducing worker numbers. We've still got quite elevated job vacancies, for example. Job vacancies, job ads across a number of measures, including ANZ, indeed, Australian job ads, they have fallen quite a bit from their peaks, but they're still quite elevated relative to pre-pandemic levels. So that suggests that there's still a bit of a gap between demand and supply in the labour market which means it will put a floor under employment growth, we think. Yes, employment growth on the whole, apart from the last couple of months, has been easing, but we're not expecting a sharp deterioration. We're not expecting widespread job losses, particularly after the last few years when businesses have really been struggling to get enough labour. So I don't think too many will be confident to actually be shedding substantial jobs. They'll still be worrying about that potentially picking up again. And while employment growth will be below population growth, which means that the unemployment rate will drift up, we don't see it ticking up sharply. Number three, Australian households are stressed at the moment because of inflation, higher interest rates and higher rents. But as ANZ Australia senior economist Adelaide Timbrell points out, 2024 is likely to be a muddling through year for households before a re-acceleration in real incomes late in 2024. When we look into the analysis on people with mortgages, the ANZ results have shown pretty low arrears. We've seen in Reserve Bank of Australia analysis that the broad majority of people who have a mortgage on their owner-occupier home can pay that mortgage and all of their bare essentials without 
digging into savings. And most people who have a mortgage also have really strong buffers. For renters, there's less of that buffer story. There's also less of that story around flexibility of payments. You can't refinance when you're a renter. You can't go interest only, right? But the upside there is that most of them who want a job have a job. And as Catherine mentioned, most of them can also supplement their income through extra employment and hours worked as well. And that's what's really saving us from seeing a big increase in financial stress because inflation does put stress on people. It puts stress on budgets and we are seeing the savings rate come down as a result of that. We're also seeing the use of revolving credit go up as a result, not in the ANZ book, but in publicly available data for all financial institutions. So we're seeing pockets of stress, but mostly households will be able to muddle through and the wage increases that are elevated, which Catherine mentioned the inflation, which is coming down, those tax cuts that we heard from Adam before will all support household incomes. So we should see a reacceleration of real income growth for households, that real ability to save through the second half of 2024. Number four. In New Zealand, ANZ senior economist Miles Workman sees the RBNZ holding the cash rate at 5.5% right through 2024. The big rate hikes from late 2021 to May this year are slowing the New Zealand economy, but there are still inflationary forces at work on the other side, in the housing market and with record high net migration. Ultimately, the outlook is uh, tight monetary conditions are going to win out over any upcoming tailwinds. Uh, The Reserve Bank will make sure of that. Uh, And the broader economic outlook is unfortunately going to be a soggy one until the Reserve Bank is confident that they've conquered inflation and can start uh, embarking on that monetary policy normalisation process. So on our forecasts, and these forecasts are unchanged, uh, is that the OCR will remain at 5.5% over 2024, with uh, cuts not expected until 2025. Number five. And lastly, we look at the outlook for gold, one of the star performers in late 2023. ANZ commodity strategist Sunny Kamari thinks prices may have gotten ahead of the speed and extent of likely Fed rate cuts next year. She sees gold down at $1,950 an ounce by the end of the first quarter. Remember, it had a record high of $2,135 an ounce in early December. But she sees an eventual fall in real yields for US Treasuries as inflation falls and the Fed starts cutting, ongoing geopolitical uncertainties and central bank buying boosting gold to new highs by the end of the year. In the first quarter, we are seeing the risk for real risks to increase, and that will be a dampener for gold prices. But in the second half of the next year, it's going to be supportive because Fed is going to start cutting its interest rates, and the economic and geopolitical risk is going to be higher, and central bank purchases will continue to uh, support fiscal gold demand. And, uh, and that's the reason we are expecting gold prices to make another record high uh, in, in going into next year. So our 12-month forecast suggests uh, prices would be nearly 2200 per ounce. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was a special 5 and 5 with ANZ for Tuesday, December the 19th. Look out tomorrow for our final edition of the year with a wrap of 2023 and an overarching look into 2024 with ANZ Group Chief Economist Richard Yetzinger.
This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.